You are listening to Blue Lives Radio, the voice of American law enforcement, with your host, Randy Sutton. Hello and welcome to another episode of Blue Lives Radio, the voice of American law enforcement here on the America Out Loud Network. I'm your host, Randy Sutton, law enforcement veteran, 34 years. Uh, of course, you probably know that since you probably listened to this show. I'm also the, the uh, author of a couple books, A Cop's Life, True Blue, Police Stories by Those Who Have Lived Them, True Blue to Protect and Serve, and The Power of Legacy. You can find them all on Amazon.com. So, let's take a walk into the briefing room where I'm going to give you my view from the blue. Oh, the insanity. The insanity continues all over America when it comes down to law enforcement topics. I mean, I don't even know where to start today. Well, I'll tell you what. Let me start in Chicago. Chicago. Mayor blames ICE after city released illegal immigrant who then raped a three-year-old. I mean, I couldn't make this nonsense up if I tried. Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot said ICE needed to do their jobs better during a press conference about Christopher Puente because an illegal immigrant whom Chicago police released instead of holding for the U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement in, uh, Division went on to rape a three-year-old girl in a McDonald's bathroom. Now, of course, why did they release her? Or why did they release this suspect? Because they're a sanctuary city, and they don't want to cooperate with ICE, who has detainers on illegal immigrants who are criminals. Criminals. So this guy was arrested, and then instead of turning him over, they released him based on the policies of this of this idiotic mayor, uh, Lori Lightfoot. So they've denied. Now get this. ICE has said Cook County, where Chicago is located, denied more than 1,000 detainer requests just in 1919. So, they released this punk, this this scumbag, who then rapes a three-year-old. And now that the heat is on, the, the goofy mayor says, quote, if ICE is complaining... They should do their job better, unquote. Can you imagine the audacity of this? This guy, Christopher Puente, a Mexican national, has a criminal record that dates back 20 years. Court records show that Puente was convicted of burglary, forgery, trespassing, domestic battery, and additional related offenses between 2006-2018. So they have a removal order. Because he is a convicted, aggregated felon. He was removed and then came back five days later, was uh, arrested, and uh, uh, and then the, the ICE put a detainer on this, this, this guy. So uh, they, didn't, they didn't honor it. They just released him. And he went on to rape a three-year-old. Well, tell me something, Mayor Lightfoot. How does ICE's job... Uh, not doing their job. How does that relate to uh, the fact that that your policies released this animal to prey again on a three-year-old? You know, here's the here's the thing. Um, 
She can make all the excuses she wants. She can put the blame on anybody she wants. But the blame goes squarely on her, her policies, and other sanctuary cities who are doing the same damn thing. Instead of taking the responsibility for what they uh, what they uh, should be doing, they are shirking their responsibility and placing the lives of, of everybody in further danger. And this is a perfect example of just that. In fact, why we're talking about that. New York City. Sanctuary policy frees accused child rapist despite ICE detainer. Yeah, this is all happening like during the same week. Brooklyn, New York, an illegal immigrant accused of raping a 13-year-old girl was allowed to walk out of a New York sanctuary city jail despite being the subject of a U.S. Immigration and Customs detainer. This punk, 20-year-old Guatemalan national, was arrested on charges of sexual abuse, rape, acting in a manner to injure a child on February 27th, and just walked out of jail. Instead of turning him over, they just released this animal to prey on more people. So, um, <laughs> this time, however, ICE went to find this guy and get him. And get him they did. But no thanks to uh, New York City. Uh, not only you know are they, are they not even cooperating with ICE, but of course because of their ridiculous, quote, bail reform, unquote, laws, uh, they don't even consider, you know, this attack on this on this child a violent offense, and they just release them without any bail anyway. It is just insane. Now, let's talk about something else that's insane. How about this? How about a Harvard professor? Uh, yeah, you know, Harvard, that's supposed to be the, you know, the top of the Ivy League intelligentsia. Well, this... Uh, this uh, Harvard Law School professor says that, uh, well, we should just eliminate all police departments. Yeah, eliminate police departments. Anti-cop college professor at Harvard said it's a good idea. Brooklyn College professor Alex Vitale spoke to students who attend the left-leaning law school about the potential benefits of just eliminating police departments in America. Of course, he also has a book out about that, just in case that might have something to do with it. But he, get this, this guy, this, <laughs> he's the coordinator of the Policing and Social Justice Project at Brooklyn College and also serves on the New York State Advisory Committee of the U.S. Commission on Civil Rights. Yeah, yeah, this guy, he's 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 wearing all the, all the right titles. And people actually listen to this idiot and give him, um, you know, give him credit for his educational prowess. You know, it's just amazing um, how the, the liberal left um, celebrates guys like this who, uh, who champion the most moronic ideas, all based on, on the, the, the false narrative and the lies about policing. So here's just another example of that now talk about talk about things that'll make you nuts makes me crazy um the district attorney in san francisco first of all this guy's only been in office since i think january he fired everybody that was you know that that actually knew how to prosecute criminals because he 
never having prosecuted an individual in his entire life, was elected on the premise of basically um, dismantling the criminal justice system in San Francisco. So the voters actually put this this turd into office. Uh, his name is Chesa Bowden, and uh, not surprisingly, his uh, parents uh, are both uh, uh, felons who uh, murdered a number of people, including police officers, and he was elected on the platform that he was a victim because his parents were in prison and they weren't able to nurture him along because they were serving time for killing people. And and the idiotic voters of San Francisco voted this this cretin in. Well, what's he doing now? He's uh, made the announcement that he's not going to prosecute gun charges, including other charges, for anything that comes from the police making car stops. It's, it is unbelievable how this, this moron can actually get away with, with making a statement as incredible as this. Today, we, this is what he says. Today, we take action. We send a message that is loud and clear to the police department and to communities of color. We will no longer participate in, condone, tolerate, or amplify racist police tactics. Now, what are these racist police tactics? Um, making car stops for legitimate violations and then finding other things in the car or during the investigation. That's the racist tactic. This guy can, I mean, he's the elected official. He's the man who has been charged with the actual safety and prosecuting criminality in San Diego. I mean, he may as well just he may as well just terminate his entire staff because if you're not going to prosecute people who are found committing crimes because of car stops, well, you're going to dump about half your caseload. This guy sincerely wants to eliminate um, the effectiveness of policing in San Francisco. And, you know, by, by doing this policy, first of all, he allows, you know, uh, the, we're talking about illegal guns now, okay? This is the, the topic that the liberal left is constantly screaming about gun control. Gun control! Gun control! We have to have gun control! So now we have all these laws that put people in prison for illegal guns, and this cretin says, I'm not going to prosecute anybody for illegal guns because it's racist. What is, what is going on? What, what kind of thinking is this? And how is there no consequences for this guy to make these incredible decisions that not only not only um, create an unsafe environment for everybody in the city of, of San Francisco, but also basically eliminates policing. I mean, if the cops are being told, you know what, we're not going to prosecute any cases that you bring forward from car stops. Well, why would they make car stops? Why would they actually do proactive policing, which is what, which is what actually solves crimes? This is, there's, this is a very serious topic. This is not, this is not something frivolous that, that should be just ignored. 
I mean, he's literally uh, emasculating law enforcement in the city of San Francisco. Now, San Francisco has already been a bastion of insanity when it comes down to liberal laws. I mean, look at what's going on there. The, the entire city has become a toilet. Uh, there's no prosecution for basically anything. Um, uh, people are leaving in droves. The, 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 the economy is tanking because, um, uh, you know, convention business has dropped off so much. Uh, the taxes are insane. Everything that, that, that reveals a decaying civilization is taking place in, in San Francisco. And, um, and, and this district attorney who joins the ranks of a number of other um, intensely liberal um, uh, activist prosecutors that are that are that are basically you know the foxes in the hen house so to speak in the criminal justice system. So um, here's another example of uh, of of that type of um, you know incredible. Um, undermining of the criminal justice system from within. Um, talk about California. So California does everything, as, as we have just seen from, from this, this story and from San Francisco, they're doing everything to basically decriminalize everything. You know, they did, they did the proposition that basically eliminated any uh, consequences for committing a myriad of crimes, including theft and, and, and burglary and a bunch of other stuff. Um, so they're, they're doing their level best. The state uh, legislators and the, and the city governments are doing everything they can to basically decriminalize everything. Well, that's, eh, well, they're, they're actually trying to criminalize something now. You're going to love this. California Democratic Assemblyman Evan Lowe has drafted a bill at, you're going to love this, at the behest of an eight-year-old girl. Now, what is this bill? Assembly Bill 2826 would make it illegal for stores to display children's clothes by gender. Yes, you heard me correct. It would abolish, quote, girls' aisles and boys' aisles at all retail department stores, and they would be subject to a fine of $1,000 because if they if if they separate boys girls and boys clothes and girls clothes I'm serious this is this is a lawmaker who has actually put forth a bill making it illegal for stores to display children's clothes by gender what in god's name is going on in california Listen, man. If you even if you're if you are thinking along these lines, there's something wrong with your brain. There's you you are either so bored that you have nothing better to do with your time than to put forth inconsequential, ridiculous bills like this, or you got some type of 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 problem because anybody that could even an eight-year-old girl tells this idiot to to pass to make a law, and he does it. Oh my God! What is going? This is California. It is one thing after another in California, between California and New York and Chicago 
it is just one thing after another. And the, 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 we're kind of running out of time, but I wanted to say one more thing. And, and that is that um, there is a, a, a great injustice taking place in Oklahoma. A Chickasha police sergeant who was shot and almost died in the line of duty uh, has now been fired by the department because of his injury. They, uh, they don't want to take care of him. They don't want to help him. He, he, he sacrificed his, almost his life after he was shot um, by a suspect. He gave years of service to his community. And what is the city doing now for him? Firing him. It is unbelievable. Sergeant Matthew Schoolfield was one of seven Chickasha police officers who were injured during the September 17, 2017 gun battle with a 61-year-old kidnapping suspect. He's been, he's been in such pain. He's been battling for health. Well, he can no longer work as a policeman because of his injuries. So what do they do? They fire him. This is taking place all around the country. This is, this is a terrible injustice. This is why the Wounded Blue, the National uh, Association that helps injured and disabled officers exists just because of injustices like this. America has to pull together and, 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 and realize that we cannot throw our men and women away who are simply victims when they are doing their jobs. Go to thewoundedblue.org, see how you can help. We must stand for these men and women. Let's take a walk into the interview room. We have a great guest waiting for us today. If you love coffee as much as I love coffee, in fact, even if you don't love it as much as I do, but you like it, Law Dog Coffee Company is the newest and the greatest coffee company to come along in a long time. Now, all right, I admit... I'm a little prejudiced because Law Dog Coffee is a major sponsor of the Wounded Blue. They actually donate 15% of their revenue to the Wounded Blue. And they are uh, a partner of, of the Wounded Blue in a lot of different ways. So, this coffee company is, uh, is law enforcement uh, based. It supports law enforcement. But most importantly, the coffee is amazing i i love it i mean it's uh it's rich it's uh, uh organically grown it's ethically grown in uh, in costa rica it is uh, um roasted by a family roasting company it's been in business for 90 years uh, it's rich it is delicious and it gets delivered directly to your door it's uh, subscription based you can have one pound two pound 20 pounds however much you want Delivered right to your door and uh, and get a taste of this amazing coffee. So go to LawDogCoffee.com. It was one word, LawDogCoffee.com. And, and also, by the way, they get some amazing gear. Uh, T-shirts and mugs and hats and all kinds of stuff. Uh, really cool designs. So check it out. LawDogCoffee.com. Tastes so good, it ought to be illegal. So I've got to tell you guys about a product, and it is a product that um, I've started using, uh, much to my, um, well, my surprise. It's a CBD product, and it's called Luxfite, 
And uh, I got to tell you, I was very hesitant because just, you know, with my background as a law enforcement officer, anything involving CBD, I've always shied away from. But I was, uh, I was approached by a um, re- retired uh, New York City police lieutenant who is in the business of these uh, uh, Luxvite CBD products. And he explained to me a lot more about it than I ever knew. Now, I've talked to people that have used CBD products before, and, and they rave about them. So um, when, uh, when um, my, my, my friend told me about his products and about the fact that there is no THC in them and that there are reports available on the Internet uh, through this company that, that tells about the purity of the product and, and the fact that he didn't get into it until he was, was very um, cognizant of the fact that this was the best product on the market. He'd done a tremendous amount of research. So you know what? I started using a couple of the products. And I, I got to tell you, I am shocked at the results. Now, because it's CBD, you can't go on and talk about the actual effects um, I guess that there are some, some uh, you know, uh, advertising uh, issues involving that. But I got to tell you, I, I'm liking what I am seeing and what I'm feeling. So check it out. It's LuxviteCBD.com. That's L-U-X-V-I-T-E-C-B-D.com. Luxvite.com or LuxviteCBD.com. They got all kinds of products. I'm not going to tell you which ones I'm using, but I'm using a couple of them. And, uh, and it is shockingly good. Check it out. LuxviteCBD.com. What if a new treatment backed by 17,000 scientific articles was proven to extend our lifespan, protect against terrible diseases like cancer, heart disease, and dementia, make us more attractive and thinner, feel calmer and happier, and boost energy levels, memory, and performance? What would you pay for even the smallest dose of this treatment? The good news is you don't have to pay anything because these are just some of the benefits of a full night of quality sleep. If you're one of the millions of Americans who need better quality sleep, the time to change is now. Until now, most sleep aids haven't worked, but a new easy-to-swallow sleep gel invented by the leading nutrition company Healthy Cell is designed to support all four stages of human sleep to help you fall asleep, stay asleep, sleep deep, and wake up refreshed. It's called REM sleep. To get a free two-night supply of REM sleep, visit HealthyCell.com sleep. That's Healthy, C-E-L-L dot sleep. It's your news and entertainment network. News blogs, informative podcasts, entertaining videos, or listen to 24-7 Talk Radio on our free apps on Apple, Android, or Alexa. We the people, AmericaOutloud.com is the voice of liberty and justice for all. Welcome to the new era in communications. America Out Loud Talk Radio. With me today in the interview room of Blue Lives Radio, the voice of American law enforcement is Bill Jansen. Bill has created a new organization, FirstResponderWellnessTrips.com. Now, let me give you a little bit of background about Bill. He has uh, he's been in the um, uh, first responder community 
for many years. He started out as an EMT and paramedic in uh, uh, New York, and then he transitioned, became a state trooper with the Maryland State Police. And not just a trooper, but also a flight paramedic, and he's been there for 10 years. And uh, uh, Bill, thanks so much for joining me here on the uh, Voice of American Law Enforcement, Blue Lives Radio. Absolutely, Randy. Thank you so much for having us today. So, you know, you got something really interesting going on. Uh, you and I had a, had a conversation about this a few days ago, and I wanted to uh, let people know about what you got going on. So, first of all, let's talk about your background and then what led you to create this new organization. Absolutely. Uh, I started as an EMT and a paramedic in New York, like you uh, just mentioned. Uh, transitioned into a law enforcement career where I could also, um, you know, apply my paramedic skills. Um, so I've been doing that for about 15 plus years now. Um, and what really transitioned me into this new endeavor was just seeing the folks in law enforcement, uh, fire department, EMS, and, and even our, our military personnel, which I think are often forgotten once they come back to the homeland, uh, about, you know, about the, the stresses that they see uh, on the field and off the field. And what I mean by that is, you know, we, we all know the stresses throughout a career that we see. Uh, while we're actually doing our job, but but that's we learned that that's something that we just kind of have to learn to deal with, you know. And and what what the real issue is when it carries over into our home life, or or when we retire, or maybe when we just part ways with the job and 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 stop doing that that same task that we were we knew to do for so long. So I really wanted to get involved with this stuff and and help out and and, and try and figure out ways that we can promote mental, physical, and emotional wellness. Uh, with our brothers and sisters in all law enforcement, fire department, EMS, and military, uh, you know, communities. Wait, were there any particular, <laughs> were there any particular um, events that took place that, that um, really provided this impetus for you? I mean, was there something very personal that happened that uh, brought this to the light? Uh, I've been involved in a few critical incidents myself over, over my career. Um, I've had a, a, lost a few friends um, to, to various uh, on and off duty injuries, illnesses. But just recently, uh, I had a friend who went through a hard time, uh, saw some, some, some real horrific stuff throughout his career, but something recently really uh, got to him and, and affected his home life and his marriage uh, and brought him to a very uh, close uh, suicidal state. Um, so that really hit home for me. I wanted to be there for him. Uh, and I also had a, another close friend that, uh, turned to alcohol and, uh, it was really in a bad way for a while. Uh, and, and myself and another friend helped him get to a, a rehab facility where he spent 30 days inpatient and really changed his life. And, and for me to, to, uh, understand, I understand how none of us are, uh, you know, immune to this possibility throughout our careers from what we deal with we we go through a career of this stuff and we we shun it you know we we we're given tools of how to cope with it at a time but we're not necessarily given the tools of how to cope with it after it's all said and done a lot of agencies are very good about watching out for their personnel you know making sure that they get the help they need at the time of the event but after the event you know passes by uh, th there's not a lot of support for our folks. And, and I think that uh, it's very important for us to learn the signs and symptoms so we can help out our fellow brothers and sisters. Uh, and that's kind of the main goal with this program. There's, um, you know, now 
more than more than I can recall in during my 34 years police career. Um, there's finally some emphasis on law enforcement emotional wellness and and understanding uh, understanding the the um, the the true real out reality of post-traumatic stress injury. So, you know, we're finally seeing some inroads in that regard. Um, you know, there is counseling or peer counseling, there's psychologists, there's, uh, you know, post-critical incident seminars, there's, um, there's, there's wellness seminars. So finally, we're starting to see some, some light at the end of the tunnel as far as recognizing these issues and trying to come up with a, with a, um, you know, a corresponding methodology of dealing with it. But you've created something a little different. Um, you know, these, the, this is, uh, your, this is a wellness trip, uh, ideology here. Explain that. So, I mean, cause it's a little different than most of the stuff that's out there. Absolutely. Um, the ideology behind this wellness trip is um, getting, getting folks out there and enjoying things, uh, physical activities uh, that you would normally would maybe enjoy with your family. But this is bringing your, your family from within your, your, your career or, your, or your, your experience throughout your life. So, for example, um, you know, you're, you're meeting brothers and sisters from that, that are firefighters and military and police uh, dispatchers and, you know, you're bringing them all together and you're enjoying uh, some, some, some activities. For example, for this first trip to Key Largo, they'll be snorkeling and scuba diving and fishing. Um, it's different than your standard wellness trip where maybe you sit in a classroom for eight hours a day for a few days uh, and, and listen to PowerPoints, which, which has its, its, uh, you know, its, its strengths all in itself. However, I wanted to bring something a little bit different where we, we, we do the fun activities in the beginning phases of the, of the trip you know, or the daytime phases of the trip. And then the nighttime we come together and we, uh, we have a few hours of wellness classes, physical, emotional, and uh, physical, emotional <clears throat> well-being classes, as well as uh, mental well-being classes. So that's the difference where we can really, I think the, the, the big take home with this is that when you're meeting folks out there and you, you're able to spend the day, doing the things that you love to do, which I think is very important. A lot of our, our first responders, they're so inundated with work that they don't get to take the time for themselves. It's very important to enjoy those things with your family. And that's why this is a great trip where you can bring your family with you. If you want to bring your spouse and your kids, that's, that's uh, you know, we encourage that because they're part of this whole career, you know, and, and, and I say just career, but I really mean your whole life. It's a lifestyle. When you go through this, as you know, uh, it carries over into your afterlife after the career, you know, so we really want the families to be on board and understand what you're going through. And also we need to understand what the families go through, uh, you know, with the time when you're away from home, on, on, you know, on long deployments or, you know, for our domestic first responders, when you're out on call outs for 24 hours, or you've seen something horrific and you don't want to talk to your spouse or your kids about it. Um, they need to know what, what, you know, mom or dad are, are going through and stuff like that. So, this is really bringing people together, letting them enjoy the, the physical activities, you know, and then getting them together at night where they're probably more apt to speak about things with each other because they just spent the whole day enjoying some real fun stuff. Yeah, that's, I, I really, um, I, I find that really interesting. The, um, you know, the, the whole concept of 
you know, when people bond together um, and you get to know each other uh, in, in a, in a, a sit in a surrounding in surroundings that are, you know, not formal. This is about enjoying yourself and having fun, having an adventure. And that does create a bond. And that, uh, and that bond um, I can see would be very useful when you're talking about, and, and, and you know, because when you're talking about, um, you know, these topics that, that have affected you emotionally, you're putting yourself out there. It's, you're feeling kind of vulnerable. And it's not easy for a lot of people, especially law enforcement officers. So absolutely, I like so I like your theory. Um, you know, so tell me what what um, what kind of homework did you do to put this together? I mean, I mean, this did you, this didn't just spring out of your brain one day, did it? Or or was it a kind of a combination of things that you saw that that led you to this concept? Yeah, it wasn't. It was definitely wasn't a uh, you know one day concept and, and and run with it it definitely was uh, a lot of multiple days where I kept thinking about the same thing um, you know I, I know that retreats um, in general are big throughout the world for various stuff whether it's uh, you know they have some yoga based retreats where you go to different places around the world um, but you know I really thought about how can we get first responders together in a fun environment where it's conducive for you know, addressing the issues that we need to address. And like you said, this stuff is hard for people to talk about. Um, you know, and some people have that macho mentality and I hate to say it, you know, the macho mentality where uh, I'm, I'm not weak. I don't need to talk about it or, you know, uh, you know, the, the, the stigma, if I talk about it at my own jurisdiction, I may see, you know, time in the penalty box. If they don't want to lose that gun or that badge, or they don't want to come off the fire truck or the ambulance or, even our military folks, they don't want to, they don't want to create any issues within their agency because uh, there's that stigma that, that exists, you know? So hopefully this is taking people outside of their agency, you know, and, and this is for anybody from the, the new recruit that just got on the job that really doesn't understand what we're talking about because all they know about is, uh, you know, having a lot of fun and they're out there doing their job and they haven't really seen the, the, the bad parts of the job to the person that's, retired you know that's that's 10 years retired and feels lost and lonely because uh you know they retired and they they feel like they were just a number because nobody reaches out to them you know it's, I, it's I really yeah i want i want to i want to really um drill down to that that topic you know especially when you're talking about a, a, a an officer who's been injured in the line of duty and maybe can no longer uh can no longer work in the field that he that he loves. I mean, it's like getting it's like getting your heart ripped out from from your chest. You know, you suddenly are are having to face um, some very harsh facts that you're that you're physically unable to do something that meant the world to you, and and it's a very isolating feeling, and that isolation can often lead to hopelessness and helplessness and a feeling of, uh, of despair. So how do you anticipate reaching out to these men and women um, and, 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 and being able to offer this opportunity? And then the other part of that is, you know, a lot of these men and women are really having, you know, they're struggling financially because of the limitations put on them. 
um, you know, what is, what's the cost involved in this and, and how do you make it accessible? Absolutely. So as far as outreach to our, uh, you know, potential attendees, we're, we're trying to share this as much as we can on, on Facebook at the moment. Um, it's a lot of, uh, you know, social media sharing. Uh, I really appreciate you having us on the show today because I hope some of your, your viewers will be interested in uh, sharing, helping us share the word. I mean, this is really about helping brothers and sisters in all aspects of uh, first responder, the first responder community and our military folks. So uh, that's how we're getting the word out now, you know, and we're going to continue to um, advertise as much as possible, uh, you know, and, and, and that, that's definitely um, something that we've, we're, we're coming up with some plans of how we can get reach out to a lot of these different folks, especially these, these injured officers and injured military that, um, you know, that we definitely want to have involved in this. Um, so some of the programs that we're reaching out to specialize in this kind of stuff. Um, as far as the, uh, you know, funding for these trips right now, um, you know, the, the way we're structured, because we're, we're very, very new in, in, in this, and this will be our first trip coming up to Key Largo. Um, they're funded by the individuals, right? So we're not going to charge for any of the classes for our, our, our uh, attendees. Um, however, the actual trip, um, you know, the activities, the fun activities will be self-funded by the attendees. Um, you know, it's the scuba diving, the, the snorkeling, the fishing, but we've, we've negotiated some, some, some great rates for the folks when they come out, especially with the hotels, uh, trying to get the, the lowest possible group rates we can uh, to accommodate everybody, um, you know, to make this as affordable as possible. Uh, we definitely want to look into other trips, you know, a, a, after this one and see where we can go. We're taking suggestions from, from folks. There'll be some stuff on our Facebook page as far as polling is concerned to see, you know, where, where, the, where the next spot's going to be. But uh, we would definitely love to entertain any sort of uh, sponsorships from, from any of the listeners out there that are, would be willing to sponsor, uh, you know, be a wounded officer or, or any officer or, or fire department paramedic or military personnel. We're, we're definitely up to, uh, you know, accepting sponsorships for individuals to get them out there and, 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 and help these people. The, the main goal is to help them. Uh, we may never know if they need help or not, but get in there and, 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 and exposing to this stuff will help. And then building this team, that's really what it's about. Building this team of folks that can go back to their individual jurisdictions and, and help spread the word because, um, you know, these, the, we, we need to help stop or reduce the, the suicides in first responders in the first responder community. Um, and, you know, and, and really help, um, you know, strengthen people and build this resilience. This is really what it's about. Um, and, and, and we're going to be a big part of that. I, I, I truly feel the team that we're building now, we're going to be a big part of this. And this is, this is going to be a big help to a lot of our folks out in the community. So the, the first trip is going to be Key Largo. And That's correct. so tell us a little bit about that trip. So first trip uh, is in Key Largo, Florida, um, starting May 28th through June 1st. Um, we're going to be staying at the Holiday Inn down in Key Largo. And um, for those of you that know the area, there's uh, a dock down there uh, with, I believe they have about seven or eight boats now, dive boats. Rainbow Reef Dive Center is going to be our host dive center for folks that like scuba diving. Um, so there'll be plenty of room for as many folks that want to join us. Um, there'll be snorkeling as well that's going to go out daily. Um, there'll be fishing trips daily. Paddle boarding with dolphins will be another uh, activity that's going to go out daily. Uh, and we've made contact with all these vendors uh, who are 100% supportive of us coming down there, uh, enjoying their activities, and, and, and really open with open arms. 
uh, you know, so it's going to be a great trip. Um, many different things for folks to do while they're down there. Um, you know, I know it's a lot, it's uh, some folks have reached out and said, Hey, it's, I know it's uh, all water-based. Do you have anything that's not water-based? Um, you know, this is a very water-based trip. Um, but we're, like I said, we're up for suggestions and, 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 and getting people together really that, that team, you know, that team building really is, is a big part of this, which can help, you know, shape how this is going to look in the future. So we're excited to have anybody and everybody that wants to be involved and, and help grow this program. So you've got, you've got a bunch of people signed up already for this. Absolutely. Uh, I was just actually sending out some of the, uh, <clears throat> you know, the itineraries and, and for the folks that have signed up and, you know, getting their activities scheduled. And I believe, um, don't quote me exactly, but I believe we're up to seven different states and uh, three different countries uh, from people that are signed up. So uh, it's pretty interesting to see from just the social media shares and, and how many folks that we've reached on social media, you know, the, the type of uh, inquiries and, and signups we've gotten from, from anywhere from the West Coast in California, East Coast, uh, New York, Maryland, a uh, bunch from, from Florida, Texas, New Mexico, Nebraska. So it's, it's really been, uh, it's been excellent to watch a lot of positive interactions, a lot of people that just want to help each other, you know, and, and at the same time, you're able to come down and enjoy those activities that you normally would enjoy, uh, you know, on any given trip. So it's, it's a twofold trip. It's, it's a proactive response to wellness. Um, and none of us are immune to it. You know, you may feel great today, but you know, tomorrow something could happen to you, or maybe tomorrow all the things that have kind of built up on you over the years start to hit. You know, we, nobody knows where the trigger is going to be, but learning how to build that resilience, help yourself and help others um, is truly, is truly, you know, what this is all about. What are the, when you're, uh, when you're talking about the costs involved here, um, what, 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 what kind of money are we talking about? Sure. So, um, we've negotiated prices for the, uh, you know, hotel rooms down to a nice group rate. So, uh, for the four night stay down in, uh, the holiday inn down there in Key Largo, the four night stays is, is, is $596. So, and the, and the thing about that is if you're traveling alone, um, you know, and, and, and you, and you don't necessarily want to pay the cost of the full room, we do have some folks already, um, that have communicated with each other just on our Facebook page. Um, and saying, hey, would you like to split a room, you know, and that, that cuts the cost. In half, yeah, sure thing. You know? Yeah. So, which, which is nice. Um, so the scuba diving packages, which I, I definitely want to credit Rainbow Reef for, for helping us out. Um, the scuba diving packages are very, very reasonable. Um, they're $55 per two tank dive, which for those folks that are out there that scuba dive, you, you probably already know that's, that's a great deal. They're normally at least about 80 to hundred dollars for a two tank dive. So they've negotiated it's $55 per dive, which is very nice. Uh, we're very appreciative of that. Um, so, you know, depending on how many dives you want to go, go on throughout the, uh, throughout the course of the weekend, we'll determine what your cost on that, but $55 per dive. And we've got about uh, seven trips that our folks are able to sign up for if they're interested. Like myself personally, I plan on doing the seven trip dive, um, seven dive trips rather, which totals to be about 13 dives, so 13 tanks. And that, that comes to about $385, which is very reasonable considering the other costs and other resorts when you want to scuba dive. 
Um, to give you some more examples, the snorkeling trips are about $35, which are nice. I mean, there's a bunch of different spots that they take you out uh, snorkeling. If you're familiar with the uh, underwater Jesus statue and, and, and uh, camp, uh, John Pendleton Camp State Park in Florida, um, that's one of the spots they take you out to, which is, uh, you know, iconic in that area. A lot of folks like to see that. Um, and we're also offering a fishing trip. And, all, and I have to mention, all these activities um, load up pretty much in the same spot, which is very convenient for our, for our attendees, where they can just kind of come out of the hotel, walk, you know, maybe 50 yards, and they're at the dock uh, to get on their snorkeling boat or their dive boat, their fishing vessel, uh, you know, and, and the paddle boarding stuff, which is, which is definitely important. So, so, you, so you, got, you got all these fun activities. You got the the room, and probably you're talking about a thousand dollars a person when you when you you know between the food and everything else. Absolutely, and I mean we're 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 trying to cut the cost as much for our attendees as possible. So we're working with some sponsors now to uh, be able to. We're looking to have a sponsor sponsor a night a, a dinner a, a, at least one night where our folks can come together prior to one of the classes and, and enjoy a healthy dinner on, a, on on one of our sponsors. That's one of the things we're working on. Um, but yeah, that, that, I would say that's about right for, for total cost. Um, if, if you're, you know, looking to do all the activities, you can definitely tailor it any way you want. When you go onto our site and go to the registration page, you'll see, you can tailor it to, you know, maybe you just want to do scuba diving one day and then snorkeling and fishing the next, or you can kind of tailor it however you want it to be. There's no pressure on signing up for, you could do as many or as little activities as possible. The main, the main thing is getting you down there, um, you know, enjoying the, the nice weather, networking with brothers and sisters that share common interests, um, you know, and, and helping to build this team, this resilience team that's going to help, you know, each other themselves and then future folks that they're going to interact with within their own agency. Do you have any, uh, I, know, I know you're going to, you, you're planning on having some nightly meetings basically to, um, talk about some of the issues do you have any uh, any speakers lined up for that so we're finalizing the uh, the speaker list this month so i don't want to uh you know give it prematurely give you the uh the speakers names but we got some great speakers lined up um you know i can give you the titles uh of, of some of the the courses that we're looking to host um you know the, the resiliency is one of them resiliency on the job and, 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 and kind of identifying uh, personal identification first, right? We want to take care of ourselves before we can help each other. It's kind of like that, uh, you know, on the airplane, if there was an issue, you want to help yourself and help others. Um, so, so I have one of those lined up. We also have another uh, lecture and I, I know we kind of spoke about this uh, before um, somebody that's going wants to come in and speak about life after retirement. Um, you know, and some folks may not even be close to retirement age that, that, that attend this, but I think it's important not only for you to understand where you're going to be at one point in your career, but how do we also help others that have retired? And I can say personally, uh, I have a good friend of mine that retired a few years ago and I, I make it a, you know, a, a mission and, I, and I've always wanted to, but I make sure that I put it in my calendar. I call him all the time. You know, if it's every couple of weeks or, you know, whenever I get a chance, drop him a text or give him a phone call, how are you doing? Cause he, the, the amount of, work that he put into the job and the love and desire, like you said, um, you know, losing that is, you know, I can only imagine the feeling of, of you know, just kind of, you leave the job and then just kind of, you know, sail off into the sunset and nobody really uh, totally remembers. So that's, that's another lecture. We also have some folks that want to talk about 
I think the, uh, the physical wellness is important um, because a lot of our folks in this community, they don't very, eat very well. Um, you know, they don't, they don't exercise a lot. Um, and it's not necessarily because they don't want to. It's because what happens when you get out of the academy? You know, you're, you're working shift work. You're, you know, you got a family. You may have kids. You may have secondary jobs, right? Some, a lot of jobs, the careers, people have to get these secondary jobs. So they're always on the go. And they don't have the ability to take the time to meal prep or do anything that would help them eat uh, healthy. Well, I got some folks that are coming down that want to talk about quick and easy meals that anybody can make that can meal prep for not a lot of money and uh, be able to change their, their diet, you know, and their lifestyle. So the, uh, the physical wellness is a big component of this that, that we'll have some folks speaking about uh, during the trip as well. So, <clears throat> so you, got, you, you got a lot, you got a lot packaged in here for, uh, for a few days. I mean, this is a, uh, uh, I think this is a, a, a great way to um, in essence, soft sell, a um uh, an ideal an ideal of uh you know changing some of your patterns uh, understanding that what you're going through has been has been felt by others and um and and creating this approach but this isn't a this isn't a beat it over your head approach this is more of a low key um you know let's get together and talk about the stuff that's that's bugging us uh, you know, after we have a great day out on the water. Absolutely. I mean, the, the one thing that, um, you know, after being through a couple of critical incidents and talking to others, um, you know, the peer support is really, you know, there, there's a time and place for, for, and, and, and by no means am I not downplaying the necessity of having, uh, you know, doctors involved and, 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 you know, certified and licensed clinicians in this field. There's, they are great. They're wonderful. I spent, uh, you know, some hours after my incidents with them and, and they really do a wonderful job. Um, but I can tell you that the power and the, uh, you know, the camaraderie and the, just the connections that peer support provide cannot, is, is a whole nother category that, that cannot be replaced. So there's a time and place for all those different facets, but peer support is a large, is a large um, component of that. I oh. think many folks... Yeah, I think many folks, and I'm sure you'll agree, um, throughout your career, you know, when you heard from a brother or sister that's been there in your shoes that's done the same thing uh, and says, hey, I, I don't need to know anything. I'm just here to talk. If you want something or need something, rather, um, that there's no better feeling in the world um, than maybe somebody that calls. It's like, hey, I'm here for you, but I really can't relate, which is great, too. Don't get me wrong. It's nice to know that people want to listen to you, but being able to talk to somebody uh, that's been there, you know, in your same shoes you're able to, to really bond more with them and maybe ask questions, you know? And, and I remember throughout my incidents where I could ask those people the questions because, Hey, how did this go? Or how did you feel when this happened versus somebody that may not have been in that position where they, they really can't give you that answer, you know? So, um, you know, it's, 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 it's definitely important for our folks to, uh, you know, to, to bond with folks that, that share those common experiences. And, and, and that's what, this is not going to, it's not going to be pushy. If you come down to this trip and if you don't want to speak about it and you're not coming, then that's fine too. You know, we, maybe we'll catch you on the next trip where, you know, you developed that rapport and now you want to share your experience. I mean, it's, it's, it's definitely not a hold you down and uh, you know um, you know, you need to talk about it or you shouldn't be here. Absolutely not. If you're, if you're enjoying yourself and you're learning some, some tools and some coping mechanisms 
that you can bring back to your jurisdiction, that's the takeaway. That's these are the these are the deliverables that I want to have everybody take back after this trip. You know, is how can you help yourself or somebody? Even if you take one or two things back, it's a it'll grow. And over time, as this this uh, program develops, I really hope that this type of uh, you know angle, as far as like we talked about earlier about you know different approach, um, will hopefully ingrain some of this stuff into our folks. So how, how do people uh, sign up for this? So uh, you can find us on the internet uh, at www.firstresponderwellnesstrips.com. Um, when you get onto the page there, um, you'll see in big letters on the top, it'll say Key Largo registration. If you just click on that, it'll bring it to our registration page where we'll talk about um, you know, all the different activities. It'll ask you for your name, where you're, what field you're in. Um, stuff like that. And you can make your selections for your hotel. Um, so we're offering hotel, but that doesn't mean you don't, you have to stay at the hotel there. I mean, the nightly events will be at those hotels, but you can certainly stay with family and friends in the area. Or if you want to stay at a different resort, that's totally fine with us. There's, there's, there's no restrictions on that. Uh, and you'll see the scuba diving package, the snorkeling trips, fishing trips. It's all laid out there. So once you submit that, um, our team goes through and, and sends you an invoice based on that, reviews it, makes sure that everything that you have selected is, is what you would like to do. Um, and, and, and we, we host all of it and we collect payment from you, uh, you know, and when we pay the hotel and the actual activities direct from, uh, your submissions. Got it. Got so. it. Now, if, if people want to help you help this organization, maybe sponsor something, how do they contact you? So you can, Email me at firstresponderwellnesstrips at gmail.com or you can visit the website and you'll see up in the top right where you go to the about column and you hit partners. You can click on partners and it asks um, if you'd like to become a partner. And if you will, you can fill out that as well. Um, there's, it just asks for the name, the organization, organization you're from and a contact email address um, and somebody will definitely get back to you right away. Um, but I mean, if you want to send an email straight to us, that would also be wonderful. Um, and we'll certainly, uh, you know, we're also on Facebook, like I said, so if you want to hit us up on Facebook and message us, uh, we're definitely, definitely looking for folks to support us, um, you know, and make this a, uh, you know, a great trip for, for our folks that are attending it. Well, it's awesome, man. So th I want to thank you, Bill. Uh, this is uh, Bill Jansen from First Responder Wellness Trips. Um, thanks for being on Blue Lives Radio, the voice of American law enforcement. I applaud what you're doing. And, uh, and I think, you're going to have a hell of a good time doing it as well. Absolutely. I really appreciate your time, Randy. Thanks for having me on the show today. And uh, thanks to all the listeners and hopefully we'll see you on the trip. Sounds good. There's something very important I want you to do for me. If you've been listening to the voice of American law enforcement for any time, you know that we are very dedicated to the law enforcement community. I would like you to go to a website. It's www.thewoundedblue.org. I want you to read about how we at this organization are aiding injured and disabled law enforcement officers. If you are a law enforcement officer and you have been injured or disabled and you feel forgotten and alone, this is why we exist. We have a fully trained peer support team all made of police officers who have been shot, stabbed, beaten, run over, screwed up, and screwed up. They know what you're going through, and we exist for you. 
You are the part of the Blue family, and you deserve to be treated with respect and dignity. Unfortunately, many police agencies and cities do not treat their officers with respect and dignity when they are injured either physically or emotionally. So go to thewoundedblue.org. If you are a citizen and you want to help, please check out how you can join And if you're a police officer or have been, exist for you. So check out thewoundedblue.org. Now, I would also urge you to see our film. It is on Amazon, it is on iTunes, it's the Microsoft Store, it's pretty much every platform you can imagine. It's called The Wounded Blue, Service, Sacrifice, Betrayed. You would be shocked at how the men and women of this, you know, the law enforcement community in this country, many are being treated with such disrespect. Many people, most people, even cops, believe that if you are severely injured in the line of duty, you're going to be taken care of financially and emotionally. In many cases, that is not true. Please watch the film and help the wounded blue. End of watch with Randy Sutton. Each week here on Blue Lives Radio, the voice of American law enforcement, we pay our respects to the men and women of the profession who have made the ultimate sacrifice, given their lives in the line of duty. I am happy to report that this week, for the first time in a long time, I do not have any names to read. And uh, we're going to celebrate that and, and, and hope for many more weeks of that to come. So uh, no officers were killed in the line of duty this week. That's what I like to hear. Thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode of Blue Lives Radio, the voice of American law enforcement, where we bring you everything about law enforcement from a law enforcement perspective. A um, couple things. If you are on Facebook... Please come to my page that is the Voice of American Law Enforcement and like it and follow it. Also, um, since you're going to be on Facebook anyway, go to the Wounded Blue and uh, like that and follow that as well. If you're a Twitterer, I'm at LT Randy Sutton. And um, I think that about covers my social media presence. I do want to hear from you. I'd love to hear from people that have uh, ideas about stories, about things you want me to cover. I try to be as responsive as I can. And uh, anyway, I, I really do appreciate you tuning in to Blue Lives Radio. And, you know, uh, we've been on the air a little over three years now. And I hear from a lot of my folks that listen to the show that it's that it's meaningful to you. Thanks again for tuning in.